Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I am George Reister with 10-year NBA veteran Ryan Hollins, who is in for... He is in for my main man, Dan Beyer, who is still Daddy Dan Beyer doing the paternity leave. Listen, I actually want to give a lot of credit for dads who actually do paternity leave because that is quality bonding time. Everybody thinks, oh, it's just for the moms. No, this is daddy bonding time, too. And we have reached a new level of evolution in 2021. Ryan, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Hey, man, you can't get enough of me, man. You can't get I, enough of me, George. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm always happy to be with with you because there are so many things that we can argue about, talk about, and d- discuss. And then in it, a long show like this, we can pull back the curtain and talk about the things that are actually talked about off the camera and, and off the things so we can actually have a real discussion. And uh, I wanted to start with, though, so you had the 2020 Hall of Fame inductees come out uh, and they actually finally had their had their moment in the sun last night. And did you get a chance to watch all of the all of the speeches? I didn't get the chance to see all the speeches. I saw kind of the highlights of it. Um, I know how big the moment was. You know, I just I. 
I'm going to be honest, man. I'm just still torn up about Kobe, man. And, and, and emotionally, you know, I didn't want to just sit there with all the anxiety and the, and the pressure, you know, and um, I know how we missed the Mamba, man. But I, I think, man, I, I mean, George, maybe I'm not the greatest historian when it comes to the Basketball Hall of Fame, I'll admit, but I can't think of a greater Hall of Fame class. You got Kobe, Duncan, and Garnett highlighting this class of, of inductees and those are guys that dominated, you know, for over a decade, almost two decades, each of those pros. So I, I can't think of anything, any any better of a class or, or more fitting. And obviously to honor Kobe Bryant, I mean, in his passing, there's nothing like it. See, I think that that's a reasonable statement. Like the, the idea, though, right, that you have two top ten players of all time going in the Hall of Fame and Kobe and Tim Duncan. Yep. And then arguably a top 15 player in Kevin Garnett. Like, that's a hell of a class of of players. And then on the women's side, you had Tamika Catchings go in as well. Like, you're talking about the one of the greatest WNBA players along with so many, like, top 10, top 15 players. That's incredible. And, and you mentioned Kobe Bryant. And, you know... It's still surreal to me that he's gone. You know, like that's that that's the part that is just I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And the idea because I wrestle with how I'm interpreting this, like in terms of Vanessa Bryant has been paraded out, obviously, on. The induction, his funeral, all of this, like some of her most like sensitive moments and moments that we usually are are extremely private. She's had to share with the world. And that is the part that is just fascinating to me because I wonder if it's better for her. Like in terms the the fact that she's getting the outpouring of emotion and the fact that people loved Kobe so much, or whether it's even harder because she drives down the street, sees murals, billboards. Anytime she opens up Instagram, Twitter, somebody's talking about Kobe. Can't watch a Laker game. Turn on the news. Somebody's talking about it. So I don't know whether that's better for her healing or harder, but it it's it just seems like a lot though, right? George is always going to be hard. I mean, any of us that have, have felt with, you know, been through death at a at a large scale, it's going to be hard. And I think that doing events like these, the Hall of Fame, Kobe going in, it makes things easier because the biggest thing, man, we're always going to have hardships. But, you know, important for the Bryant family is to know they're not alone, to know the the outpouring, to see that people haven't forgotten Kobe, to see that they 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 have his back. That's that's the healing right there is that we're, we're not alone dealing with it. So, you know, hats off to Vanessa for even wanting to speak and to being brave because I, I can only imagine her shoes. The last thing you want to do is, is go in front of people and, and talk on, to a magnitude of that. So um, hats off to her and the Bryant family. We know how sorely Kobe is missed. We, we You know, we speak about him. We think about him every single day. But I think it's just therapeutic for all of us to know you're not alone and to think about not just what she's doing for herself and her family, but there's so many people across the world, George, right, that are dealing with things and they're looking to her now 
for inspirations. They're they're ladies that have lost their husbands mm. in tragic accidents. You, you know, they're they're their mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, grandparents lost, you know, in, in all walks of life. So hats off to Vanessa Bryant for knowing that it's about much bigger than herself and stepping forward and doing that. Well, the Basketball Hall of Fame really understands how big and impactful that Kobe is because in anticipation of his induction, the Hall of Fame had been working on an exhibit for Kobe for two years. And mind you, that was before his passing. He passed what January 26, 2020. They've been working on this for two years. And this is only the second time that the Basketball Hall of Fame has honored a player with kind of their own wing and section. And that's Michael Jordan. And they did that for five years. And that made me think, I was like, wow, like who are the most impactful players in the history of the NBA? And and I don't mean in terms of on the court, I'm talking about totality, like on the court and then affecting other people to play the game and how they play the game. Right. And I was thinking, okay, obviously Michael Jordan, because everybody was sing, singing the commercial, you know, sometimes I dream that he is me. <laughs> bro, I was sing, bro, I was oh, like, God. you know, the dream I move, like Mike, if I can be like Mike. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. And then the next person who I think has been uh, impactful like that is Kobe Bryant, because he brought a sense of just you have to play like a and care like a maniac and just like just want it more than anybody else. And then he like just anybody, if you shot a piece of paper in a trash can, if you did anything, you're like, Kobe, Kobe. <laughs> and then you look at the next person next in line is LeBron James. And I'm like, has there been any three players? Well, anybody, period, in the NBA who's affected basketball on and off the court and in pop culture the way that Michael Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron have? Nah, I mean, I mean, the next closest I would probably say is Magic Johnson. You know, Magic's arguably one of the most liked human beings <laughs> of all time. Uh, but as far as influence, I, I don't I don't think it gets much better, George. You know, you, you couldn't be any more right with that statement. Um, you know, it's funny, George, you played in the NFL, but you you know, and I know you're a hooper too, but everybody knows the impact that Kobe Bryant had as, as far as his work ethic. Uh, Michael Jordan just brought a, a flair to the game, and you you spoke about LeBron even though he's still playing, but LeBron James has had his imprint on sports, not just the NBA on sports for a very, very long time. We've been watching LeBron since high school, and I think that we're still watching him now and appreciating him. There's just certain people, George, and you talked about this yesterday uh, with Steve. Guys have a gravity. You have a gravity and you can influence the youth and you influence the people around you in, this, in certain ways. That, that's what we're speaking. Not the chan- not just the championships, not just the, the MVPs or the accolades, but you, we have a true gravity that people surround you. And, you know, I, I think, and, you know, I don't want to break off on a LeBron tangent, but you're not going to appreciate him until he's gone. That's it, a fact. You're going to know there's nothing else out there that's like him. You're going to realize how untouchable LeBron's legacy is on and off the court, as you mentioned. Yeah, and with and with LeBron, it's just like same thing with Jordan, same thing with Kobe. People try to push them out of the game, right? 
Mm. People say, oh, he's toast. He's done. He's getting old. Guys, look, Father Time's catching up with LeBron. Father Time's catching up with Kobe. Mike Mike and the Wizards, it's a waste of time. No, it's not because they still want to play. And the idea that that we would push out the greats when, you know, you don't get Michael Jordan again. You don't get LeBron. You don't get Kobe again. These are three individuals that you will miss when they're when they're gone. But there were other inductees that we talked talked about in the Hall of Fame. And I heard Chris Broussard and uh, Rob Parker talking about it on their show. They asked, whose career would you have rather had? Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, or Tim Tim Duncan? And I will ask you that question as a 10-year NBA center. Oh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant by far. You know, I, I mean, obviously Tim Duncan – had, you know, the, the the happiness and the discipline and, you know, overachieved in, in San Antonio. Yes, I'm going to say overachieved as talented as they were because they came together and worked hard. You, you know, you win championships with second-round picks and late first-round picks. Like, San Antonio is the staple of culture uh, in, in basketball. They're, they're the New England Patriots of the NBA, George. You know it. Everybody yep. comes into camp – or, or new teams, and we're running what, what New England does. This is what New England does. That's what we would do in the NBA. That's what San Antonio does. We're running through action or C or, you know, wing slice, you know, to try to be San Antonio, and there was only one San Antonio. But ultimately, when you think about the totality, what Kobe Bryant was able to achieve, and he did not have, you know, he got his Phil Jackson later on. Yeah, he had his, his Shaquille O'Neal, his Shaq, but he was a young guy. He was pushing Shaq. You know, if anything, Kobe yep. learned Shaq more learned more than from Kobe than Kobe learning from Shaq. <laughs> if we can yep. be honest, so by by a landslide, Kobe Bryant. I I one hundred percent agree with that. I mean, and when you think about it, right? Um, yes, Tim Duncan has five championships as well, and I think that Tim Duncan is a top 10 player. He's five-time champion, three-time finals MVP, two-time MVP, 15-time All-Star, and then 10-time first-team All-NBA, uh, three seconds, two-thirds. It, it, it Like, his, his accolades are outstanding. Then you go to Kevin Garnett, one-time NBA champion, um, MVP, 15-time All-Star, All-Star game MVP, four-time first-team All-NBA, uh, three seconds, two-thirds, and a defensive player of the year. And I'm sitting there like, okay, so if I whose career would I want? I got to throw Kevin Garnett out. Big, because he, uh, while he had a fantastic career, one championship versus, versus five, I, I already. And then you got to think about it, he played in some pretty dark years in Minnesota. You know, where they weren't achieving everything that they could, whereas you had Tim Duncan and Kobe play significantly more high leverage games, which I think is extremely important as well when you look at it. But I would choose Kobe simply because of the impact that he had on other people off the court and on the court and I would and, and granted there's nothing wrong with being Tim Tim Duncan but for my money if I got a choice on whether I want to be you know Kobe Bryant with the legacy and the impact that he's had obviously I would rather be alive but 
you know, but or or Tim Duncan, I'm I'm gonna choose Kobe, even even though that there's nothing wrong with being, you know, Tim Tim Duncan. But uh, you guys though, with the Lakers, the Lakers are back. All the naysayers need to hush because LeBron James is back on the court. We'll talk about who's favorite to win the NBA championship next here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister, and he is Ryan Hollins. Kobe! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister with Ryan Holland sitting in for Mr. Dan Beyer. And you, so the Lakers are back, Ryan. The Lakers are back. I'm declaring it after one game. You had yesterday LeBron James, I think he played 28 minutes, put up 24 points, he didn't show any signs of rust. He caught a lob from Dennis Schroeder, who came back from COVID proto- protocols, looked no worse for the aware. You know, this is so this is exciting, right? Right? Just hand the Lakers the trophy, right? George, I don't know if I'm just going to hand the trophy over. <laughs> you want the trophy already? They're still, yeah. in, they're still technically in the playing game, but 
No, in all seriousness, you brought up the play. LeBron James catches the lob, you know, head in the vicinity of the rim. Yes. He, he ran and jumped and he was good. And the question that I had that me and you even spoke about was, you know, we, we don't know how badly LeBron is injured. You got to think the Lakers are going to be uber cautious. So, you know, the question was, is LeBron just really torn up and he wants to come back at like 100, 100%? Or is LeBron James actually really hurt? Is this something that could be in, 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 you know, George, we've seen teammates go through where they're on a cusp of surgery and it's like, well, you can play on it and have surgery later and, you know, just kind of, you know, you're not going to do any more damage to that part of the body. So that was a, a fear, you know, with, with LeBron James. But it looks like, man, the Lakers was just being the Lakers were just being extremely cautious. They're gearing up. And, you know, I'd say, George, from competing against LeBron James and seeing him and watching him and covering him in the media, you know, he's so intelligent that I'm not worried about him missing a beat on the floor, and when he comes back, he just enhances all of his teammates for his ability to pass. There's only few guys that can do that, George. If I if I missed a game or two or a practice, I, I come back and be ho- horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could see the rust. You even see it on AD as as great as he is. But guys like LeBron, uh, Kevin Durant, man, they they're, they're acting like they had literally never ever ever missed a beat. Why do you think that that is? Do you do you think it's their rehab process that they're still in there? finding a way to get shots up or or that they're just doing as much more mental work than more most people usually do like because like they because you do get rusty when you're not doing it but when they come back they seem less rusty so are they doing more work while they are you know getting to be a hundred percent or is this just totally mental george both it's both you know what? You played your time in the league. When you get older, you kind of know your job. You know what you're supposed to do. It becomes routine. And for LeBron, KD, guys like that, they're professional scorers. You know, and they know exactly what to do, where to be from a mental aspect. Now, you got to keep in mind, LeBron James is arguably the better, the best conditioned athlete of all time. The guy spends, True. you know, somewhere near a million dollars on his body. So, you know, you knew LeBron was doing any and everything. I think that's what shocked us about how long that he was out because we know how well he takes care of himself. But you got to also think he's going to be extremely cautious uh, in the in the in the matter. And the Lakers were too. You know, Anthony Davis was out so long. You know that he ended up being rusty. But ultimately, from a mental aspect, from a conditioning aspect, I mean, I think LeBron James is probably doing around the clock, twenty four hour treatment on that ankle and still has and still will continue to be. So um, I'm going to credit LeBron James there, and I'm going to say it, it, it's both. And when you get older, you know, it's it's like riding a bicycle, man. That jump shot don't go away, and we saw last night from LeBron James. Yeah, the, the thing that's crazy to me, when people ask, they're like, what's the difference between a guy, but between somebody who's a Hall of Famer and just a really good player and just a guy that kind of washes out or kind of plays for for a while in the league. And I was like, well, there are a few few factors. Some some people are just supremely talent and they're talented and there are some God-given things that you can't touch. Like, for instance, Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant being almost seven feet tall and just like that, that's something and having that athleticism, that's something that's just special, right? Le- LeBron James athleticism is special. But when you look at Kobe's 
Kobe was, you know, he was about as talented and and the athletic ability. Same thing with Jordan that like some other people have have had. But the difference is that they are willing to sacrifice more than other people understand or know that they can or are willing to. And people say, well, how come everybody doesn't do it? Like, because everybody can't do it. Everybody doesn't have it within them or even know how to or had the mentors to push it out of them. That's the part that people don't necessarily understand because they're like, why why doesn't everybody work the same way? Because there's levels to this, right? There's levels to this. So Paul Pierce is one, he's up for the next Hall of Fame class. And we talk about levels to playing style, there's levels to practice. And I remember one day we came off, you know, like a two or three game road trip. And I get back and I'm like, you know what, George? I'm going to get my work in early. Because I was always the guy, clearly 10 years, I, I I stayed late. I got in early. I said, man, I'm going to get in early, man. Even though we just got back at 1 or 2 in the morning, I'm going to get some work in. So I'm going to wake up, you know, around 8 o'clock, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'm going to go get to the gym. I'm going to be the first one in the gym, man. I'm going to be the guy in the gym. And I walk through the gym, and I'm ready to go. And I notice, like, hey, there's some kind of people there already. I'm like, okay, I, I thought I would be the early riser today. Dog, I get in the gym. Paul Pierce is finishing his workout up. <laughs> so when you talk about greatness, you talk about guys that are going to get their work in or or come in on a different hour or time, you see it from a guy like Paul. And Paul would always kind of, to me, hide his work. You didn't know how hard Paul was work cause, will work because he kind of put you to sleep with his playing style. I remember in Dallas, man, playing with Dirk Nowitzki. We would get off the plane in the new city, and, you know, we're all looking to rest, go grab a bite to eat, do something. The first thing Dirk Nowitzki does is he finds a separate gym outside the arena. He's got his uh, his a separate bag of, of equipment and gear to wear, and Dirk would be looking for a city to go in and shoot. So everybody sees the fadeaways. They see the way Dirk shot the basketball. But I'm going to tell you, as a former professional athlete, Georgia, you can speak to this dude. He would come off the plane and go straight to the gym in an opposing city. Come on. Come on, George. Come on, dog. And this was routine. Yeah, and and people, like, there are so many, and there's reasons why people don't do it. Some of some, some of them, there are some of the trappings of the of professional life. You know, pe- people wanting to tend to their, quote-unquote, social agenda. You know, they want to get a bite to eat. They want to get a nap, a rest, because it's a lot of travel. You're 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 tired. And you have to be willing to sacrifice at a different level and, and to be perfectly honest about the situation. And and sometimes it's hard for people to be honest about them themselves, where my work ethic after like I was a guy who was known like I had a good work ethic. But when it came to like, I didn't understand when especially when I was young, like all the extra stuff that I needed to do to be great. And had I known what I know now, I would have done some things differently. And so it's like my my work ethic in what I do now versus my work ethic when I was in the league is totally different. Like it's like I got it, but it was too late. But then I can be honest about it, too, and be like, yo, that that's something that I would have done differently. And that's something that I talked to my 15 year old son about who was a recruitable athlete right right now. Like, do not. You do not want to finish 
and say, oh, man, I wish I had done something a little bit different, a little bit better just for uh, that. And granted, I didn't figure it out until I got hurt too many times to, to be as great as I could have been. Um, but you guys, we still have so much left to talk about. The NBA parallels with the NFL because Aaron Rodgers and James Harden have something in common. And we'll tell you what it is up next. But first, we got to go to Ralph Irvin to find out what's trending. Well, it is the final day of the NBA regular season, and there's one game on the floor right now as Golden State has taken an 86-77 lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. That's with 9.26 to play in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry, shocker, 30 points on the day. He also has eight assists and six rebounds. 19 points coming from Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole with a dozen off the bench. Again, the Warriors with that nine-point lead. The winner of this game gets the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs. That means that they would take on either the Lakers or the Portland Trailblazers, depending on how those games go later on today. Finals in from earlier. Phoenix stays within a half game of Utah for the best record in the NBA. They beat San Antonio 123-121. Washington clinches the number eight seed in the East with a 115-110 win over Charlotte. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double, 23 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. And Indiana clinches the number nine spot in the East with a 125-113 win over Toronto. They will take on the Hornets in the Eastern Conference playing games. Major League Baseball news, finals in Houston gets a four-run eighth inning. They beat Texas 6-2. Toronto 10-8 over Philadelphia. Marcus Semien a home run. He drove in three, and the Giants beat Pittsburgh 4-1. Whole lot going on today as we send it back now. It's George Reister and Ryan Hollins. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ralph Irvin. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I am George Reister with Ryan Hollins. And I told you guys that Aaron Rodgers and James Harden have something in common. They have something in common. And I have talked at length with Ryan Hollins about what happened with uh, with with James Harden when he got out of, out of Houston. I didn't like it. I thought it was a disservice to the the game of basketball because my my, my whole life I was like hoop, hoopers hoop man like you like the idea that Kevin Durant would ever go out there and give a you know a, a half ass effort in a game it, it like no no matter what the situation just it just. I just can't b- believe it because he always wants to get buckets and, and eat up the competition. And you had James Harden not be willing to do it. But the whole point was he forced his way out of he forced his way out of Houston. And now we have Aaron Rodgers trying to force his way out of Green Bay, potentially threatening retirement and so being being the fact that you were okay with what James Harden did Ryan you must be okay with what Aaron Rodgers is doing heck yeah here's here's the biggest problem here's the brick all right hats off to Aaron Rodgers you want to know why they drafted a quarterback the year prior instead of getting a skill position instead of helping him out we ain't here George right we didn't hear nothing from Aaron Rodgers right nothing What's he do? 
got on the field, puts up an MVP-type season. If it wasn't for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, he would have been possibly another world champion, Super Bowl champ, right? Cool, cool. Y'all know he disgruntled. Y'all knew that the Green Bay Packers knew he was disgruntled in the locker room. And then, finally, Aaron is finally a little fed up. Y'all ain't trade this young boy. Y'all didn't extend my contract. I, I wasn't all in on the LaFleur signing of, of a head coach. Let me get up out of here, man. Let me get up out of here. Y'all don't want to take care of me? I'm going to get up out of here because the writing's on the wall when you draft a second stringer to sit behind them. That young bull ain't going nowhere, George. That, that, yep. Look, George Love ain't going nowhere. So you have to go public for these people to hear you. And now Green Bay – has been under heavy, heavy scrutiny because you got a star like Aaron Rodgers who is – listen, man, George, this is even different than, than James Harden to me, man, because when a, when, a, when a guy puts in that type of work, you know, like you said, there's levels to this. This is Joe Montana to San Francisco. This is Tom Brady to the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers to Green Bay, that's that dude, man. Yep. And you and you you get in and you mix it up with, with with them. I'm sorry, George. I don't know how you feel. I'm I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side. Oh, d- dude, I am 100% on Aaron Rodgers' side. I just wanted to get your take on it first because <laughs> b- because I was out on the way that James Harden did it because I felt like he cheated the game and he cheated his teammates, right? Aaron Rodgers was was upset about the situation. So what did Aaron Rodgers do? He was like, "I'm gonna go be the MVP." Period. And 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 then and then I'm out. Like like I'm not I'm not gonna like I just can't see him not giving his 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 all. And he did it in adverse circumstances. And so I'm not mad at that at all. I, I like a guy who who just. You know who who is like all right I'm I'm mad, but while the game is going on I'm gonna handle my business and then as soon as it's over oh yeah I'm letting you know I need to get up out of here and the fact that Aaron Rodgers has the gumption or you you know or the stones what whatever it is that you want to call it to to stick to his guns and maybe even retire after 16 seasons. I like that. I, Cause I'm like, don't, don't, don't just talk about it. Be about it. You know what I mean? And he's really being about it. So th- there either needs to be a tenable resolution to his liking, or you can move me or I'll, I'll retire. So, so you, so you got options and I'm letting you know ahead of time. So I am not mad at that at all, Ryan. I love it. I love player empowerment and the fact that guys are willing to say, listen, you will actually treat me like a human being, not just a player, not just a guy that you feel like you have rights to or control over. No, I'm a human being before I'm an an, an athlete, before I'm a player for your team, and I applaud that, Ryan. No, nah, you, you have to, and I just believe that it's just tough. What irritated me in the situation is you're not willing to move Jordan Love. You know, you got to put that nice contract out there if you want Aaron to commit. But you're also not willing to let Aaron Rodgers go. So let's backtrack. 
go ahead and look at the most similar case that we can see. New England. When, when Tom Brady saw Jimmy Garoppolo coming up, he knew how well that he played in his absence. He was a young budding star. He he was Tom Brady with 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 great legs and a great a rocket for an arm. They were very high, extremely high on Jimmy Garoppolo in New England. And you saw what he did. He took my 49ers to a Super Bowl. Whatever, however you want to credit him or not, he's a Super Bowl quarterback, not a Super Bowl champ, but he took us to the Super Bowl. What did Tom Brady have happen? Get Garoppolo out of here. Yep. He got to go. And that's just respect. So to me that you can't give that same respect to Aaron Rodgers. Like you're you're asking for it. And what I see, George, and you have more experience in this in front office, NFL front office than me, and maybe help me out here. It seems like there's a big divide in Green Bay. You have two different – you got too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, and you got one side of the camp saying, you know, hold on to Aaron Rodgers. We need him. He's our guy. We can't play without him. And you got another side that's thinking about the future, getting it as what Aaron Rodgers called him, Jerry Krause, <laughs> getting the Krause on and saying, man, we, we're willing to move on from Michael Jordan. We're willing to move on from, from Tom Brady. We're willing to move on from Aaron well, Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? See, so am, am I wrong to think there's a divide in the locker room, George? Oh, no, 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 no. In there, the front office, is, I mean? There is no divide. They, see, see what, what, what happened is, is they thought Aaron Rodgers was slowing down. And so they were like, okay, cool. We'll draft a replacement, which actually made no sense. You were in the NFC Championship game. Why would you, instead of getting better, why would you do that? It makes makes zero sense. But 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 anyways, so the, that was their general manager, Gutenkruz, who decided, all right, cool. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. And that was Matt LaFleur's first season there. So, and he's not a veteran head coach. So he might not have had a whole lot of say in the situation because he had just gotten there. So then they draft a guy and then Aaron Rodgers balls out. And then he also quietly, he got on the TB12 method. So he got with Tom Brady, read Tom Brady's book, started doing the TB12 method and then balls out, and then all of a sudden he has an MVP season, and and now the team is like, oh wait, hold up, he might not just be able to play two more two more years. He might be able to play five, like Tom Brady, <laughs> like it, and and now they're sitting over there looking real foolish right now, real real foolish because they potentially have ruined the situation. And if you're Matt Matt Lafleur. Their head coach are saying, hold up. No, 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 Aaron. I love you. I want you. <laughs> because he knows that his future at head coach could be uh, tanked because of losing Aaron Rodgers and having to play Jordan Love, who nobody thinks is ready. They've signed multiple quarterbacks this week, with which lets you know that Aaron Rodgers ain't showing up no time soon. Um, so, yeah, so that's what... James Harden and Aaron Rodgers have in common. We, except for we both, I I feel okay with what Aaron Rodgers did, and so does Ryan. And Ryan likes what James Harden did. Too. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, but, but you guys, up next though, there's a 25th anniversary that's going on, and people are trying to poo-poo it, and it's way ahead of where its predecessor was 25 years into its existence. 
And we'll talk about it next here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister. He is Ryan Hollins. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Sunday. I am George Reister. He is Ryan Hollins. And the seeing the NBA matter and mean so much on the last day or the final game of the regular season. Oh, my Lord. I absolutely love it. Teams out there playing hard because they would rather have two shots at the at the Apple of winning um, instead of being in an elimination game from the beginning. You know, you would rather have to win one out of two than win two games. I'm just I'm just saying. So that's always important. And this is a dogfight between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. 
this is, though, the 25th anniversary, though, of the WNBA. And I've never understood how people salt and poo-poo the WNBA. They're like, oh, they're not NBA players. This game's boring. It's, uh, they're not dunking. This is terrible. Who wants to watch it? Apparently, a lot of people do because it, WNBA ratings have gone up. They were one of the few ratings that were up in 2020. People, uh, their attendance is going up. Their revenues are going up. And people get to talking about their 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 salaries and all of that. Well, the players just wanted the same percentage of the uh, salary cap that the NBA players get, not the same pay. There, that's completely ridiculous. They understand that they shouldn't be paid forty million dollars when there is, you know, a hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue. Versus the NBA bringing in $10 billion in revenue. But the league is in great health since, since their start in 1997 when they, when they played their and crowned their first champion. The league is in great health. And when you look at where the NBA was 25 years into its existence, which was like 1972, the games weren't even being broadcast live on national television. They weren't being broadcast live. The, the, the WNBA, I'm sorry, the NBA and the ABA had to merge because the leagues weren't, the, the, the health of the leagues weren't, weren't great. You had people trading franchises, all of that stuff. And the WNBA actually has some stars. And if 25 years from now, if it's not doing, you know, uh, great ratings and all of that, then, then yes, you can say that, but you can't say that now, Ryan. Am I right? No, you're right. And you know, one of the things is the WNBA is never going to be the NBA. That's the truth, but they can have a share of equal revenue. And that's something that they're going to have to take up with. Uh, I would sure they have a, a W NBA PA as we have yeah. the NBA PA uh, and, and possibly the ladies may have to lock out, you know, so let's, let's not act like, the NBA just got to the NBA overnight. We, we've had several lockouts. Uh, players have fought for their rights, and the guys understand their brand. Now, when, when WNBA players get there and they can hold out and they can fight for their rights, and I think they've done an excellent job of bringing attention to their league and looking for equal pay uh, as is. So, you know, th there's levels to it, as we talked about earlier. And uh, I I'll say one thing for the WNBA. We know it's never going to be the NBA. But at the same time, the one thing I think they're doing an excellent job of, George, and I want to know if you, you agree to this, they're going after their core audience. There's an audience of people who love, love women's basketball, okay, and respect it, and they're doing a, a better job of just tapping into the people who want to watch it and, like you said, even having the games being more accessible. And now we're taking uh, our, our devices and our, our, our media not so much off the television. That may be an old art, but off our phone and in the highlights. And I'm starting to see WNBA highlights come up and, and stat lines, you know, jump across the ticker. And I think that's just really good for the league, man. Yeah, and tr truthfully, we stay, we care about stars, and availability is the most important thing in life. Availability. It's not just uh, that, that's the most important ability in life, in sports, anything. It's availability. And the WNBA and women's sports haven't been quite as available. 
And the more that they have become available, the more that people have realized, wait, hold up. This is actually really good ball. Like, like why, like, why would you knock this? And then you say, oh, wow. And for me, both of my sisters were um, college basketball players. Really? Yeah. So for, so for me, I was always watching it. And my dad coached one of the top AAU teams. Oh, there's so much left to talk about here on Fox Sports Sunday. Kelvin Benjamin versus Tim Tebow up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Here on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister. He is Ryan Hollins in for Daddy Dan Beyer. And we thank you for joining us, guys, because your time is the most valuable thing that you have. And we appreciate you spending it with us. Um, So it's time to have a discussion. And... Sometimes in life, we have to do hard things, Ryan. We have to be willing to do the hard thing. And I have been on record of hating the Jacksonville Jaguars potentially signing Tim Tim Tebow. I, I don't like it. I think that it reeks of nepotism. As that, like they, It is the same thing like the Varsity Blues where people were getting into college, paying to get their kids in college. Because Urban Meyer loves Tim Tebow like a son. Loves him like a son. That that is the only reason why a 33-year-old changing positions who's never played a physical position gets an opportunity after being out of the league for 10 years, not, no, I'm sorry, not playing in a game for 10 years, being out of the league since 2015. Like, and the idea that he's going to be able to come in and, you know, and be an impact player long term on this team, I'm not buying it. So, George, how, and Ryan, how do you feel about Kelvin Benjamin? I actually, actually, b- b- before we even get to that, Ryan, how do you feel about Tim Tebow being signed by the by, by the Jaguars? I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I'm not mad at Tim Tebow. It's a lot of people like mad at Tebow, and I heard some people say they're mad he even wanted to play. Like what? he's following a dream. I'm not exactly. mad at Tebow, but nope. the situation we got to call it for what it is because Colin Kaepernick still ain't got a jersey. You know, we can go down the list of guys who could play ball that did not get an opportunity to play. Now, ultimately, some of this falls into Tim Tebow's fault because they told his behind to play tight end a long time ago. He didn't want to make the switch. (laughs) You know, the Denver Broncos let him know, you may be with us, but it won't be as a quarterback, ultimately. (laughs) So it's just the the fact of the matter. Now, if I'm looking at it from an entertainment standpoint – we have never talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars as much. Listen, when Mercedes uh, Lewis was there, my guy, my, 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 my Bruin, and, uh, and Maurice Jones-Drew were going ham. We weren't talking about the Jaguars. They are national news. So if Tim Tebow didn't do anything, that man is selling jerseys, okay? We're going to keep that 100. Man, ain't nobody selling. He ain't nobody buying buying no oh, Tim Tebow jerseys. Oh, George. And even if they do. So like, let's say that 10,000 people bought a Tim Tebow jersey, right? Yeah. 10,000. And let's say the team got a generous 20 bucks a jersey. Because, my, mind you, 
they got to pay Nike. They got to pay the NFL. They mm-hmm. they got to pay the player. There's a lot of hands to feed. So let's say that they get 20, 20 bucks. Um, that's $200,000 on a team that's going to gross like four or $500 million over the course of a year. And that he, that's not enough to, to, uh, to, to warrant a signing. So mind you, I'm not mad at Tim Tebow for wanting to play. Absolutely not. I'm not mad at, uh, Tim Tebow for taking the opportunity because if people are going to give you opportunities, even if you are not prepared for them, guess what? Like, especially if they pay, figure it out. It, the, the, uh, the guy who started Virgin airlines, he said, he said, if somebody gives you an opportunity that, uh, that you think that you're not quite ready for, or is above what you, or you don't think you know how to do it. And the opportunity is so great. Figure it out. <laughs> Take it, say yes, and then figure out how to, how to do it. And so I'm not mad at Tebow. It just makes no sense. And you you brought up Colin Kaepernick. And granted, there are two separate situ, situations. But I also, at the same time, believe that those that a lot of the same people who support this and are like, give Tebow a chance, yeah. Some of those same people were the same people that were saying, oh, hey, yo, Colin Kaepernick, he's been out of the league for three, four years. Like, he he can't be good anymore, right? And then, so here's what we have to talk about. Kelvin Benjamin, former first-round pick at wide receiver out of Florida State. He's being, he, uh, the, he got signed by the New York Giants. It was announced uh, earlier today that the Giants were going to sign him. They brought him in for a rookie mini camp trial. So that means he was there with the rest of the rookies, not even with the rest of the team. And Kelvin Benjamin was a guy who was, uh, you know, after he tore his ACL, he was a little bit out of shape. He was always like two biscuits shy of, you know, being converted from a wide receiver to a tight end. And now he's back in the NFL after not playing since 2018. And there are people who are trying to compare the two. But I've said that this is comparing apples to oranges, Ryan. I was like, Kelvin Benjamin has proven that he can play in the and catch balls in the NFL. He's already caught 209 passes for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. He is now just changing positions, and he just turned 30, where Tebow is going to be 34 this season. Are these the same? Am I being biased? No, I would agree. These are these are two different scenarios. You know, Tebow's been out for uh, an abundance of time. Uh, I I will say, and you're more knowledgeable than I at, at this. Uh, quarterbacks can make that change to a wide receiver. Normally, it is not to a tight end, but they can make that change because if you throw the ball, you're used to catching it. But he hadn't played. And let's be honest, like you just brought up, you play tight end in the league, George. Kelvin Benjamin is just as big as you, if not bigger. You know what I'm saying? The man, he's been a tight end for a very long time. And that's what, the, <laughs> right? The, the Panthers were great at that. They put a bunch of big, oversized guys on the field and they, they just outsized you. And Kelvin Benjamin was a big part of what they do. We won't dive into his, you know, his beef with Cam Newton, neither here nor there. But ultimately, Kelvin Benjamin has been a tight end for a long time. You know, he he probably stepped in right since <laughs> he high school. He was just pretending to be a yeah, wide man. out for a little while longer. 
<laughs> exactly, and and probably losing a little bit of foot speed. You know, doesn't have that, but probably can still jump. You know, jump off the field and you know go go be a goal line target. And you know that's an abundance. That's a that's a guy who if Benjamin on a goal line gets one on one coverage and you got to go double team him or you got to you got to put a little, a little extra resources to him. He's done his job. You know, so ultimately at the end of the day, these are two different scenarios. Benjamin's a guy who's been on the cusp more so than Tebow. Um, and you know what, man? Just be honest. Like, George, I'm just – I know you don't want to hear it, George, because you're a purist of the game. I know you old school, George. You got a young heart, young swag, but you old school. Tim Tebow's entertainment, dog. It's only it's entertainment, man. Listen, He's, if, sell, if, he's if selling he more can, than George's jerseys. George, you want to minimize his effect. Enough, if he's good enough to play on the field, right, I have no problem with him being on the field. I'm saying it makes no – is that – okay, when, when you tra- tra- transition, there's been a quarterback transition to tight end in, in Logan Thomas, who plays okay, tight end yep. for the Washington fo- football mm-hmm. team. He's also a much bigger man. He's much younger. I think he's only 26 or 27 right now. And he has been in that tra- transition for a couple of years. And it takes years. Like once we – like we, we've even seen Jimmy Graham – uh, Antonio Gates, who came in the league, those dudes came from basketball. It took them a year to transition, and then it took them another year to really be able to come out and really ball, right? So Tim Tebow doesn't have that kind of time. That's that's my point in it. He doesn't have that kind of time because if you put him in front of a defensive end and ask him to block, the, the defensive end is going to d- destroy him. And then Tim Tebow's not the type of physical freak that that apparently regular people think he is. Like he's a professional athlete, so yes, he's more physically gifted than you know your your normal human being. But at the same time, it's not a special level of athleticism, if that makes sense. Like it's not like um, like he's he's not LeBron James. He is a for in terms of professional athletes he's a regular guy like there's not a lot special about him physically so then the idea that he would then be able to come in and take over as a starter that just doesn't make that's the part that doesn't make sense to me Ryan no I I, listen I don't know the production that that T-Bell will have but I will say that Urban probably has some and, and this comes to value stepping into a new situation He's going to have an impact on that locker room. I, I I don't know Tebow personally, but he seems like one of the most amazing guys that I I, I mean I can imagine being around. You know, and ultimately I I know this, and George, you know this. If you're not a star player, you're a role player in the league. It's tough for you to get in in front of a team and, and say and speak because they want to, You know, they want you to preach the things that you're doing. And I don't know the impact that he's going to have, but you know, he could be incredibly infectious on that uh, on that in the locker room. So. You know, I'm not ruling out Tebow. I think just what stinks is he's such a big name in George. We have a really sore spot when we know we've seen guys that should be in the league that aren't in the league. And it's not what you know. It's not how good you are. It's who you know. And and you're seeing the same thing, and it spills over, George, and and speaking to you as a purist of the game, into into a talent level. Because there's a kid that's 21 or 22 years old that should have a crack at that roster spot that's not going to get it. But ultimately, it's still a business, man. Yeah, it 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 is a business. And it is about winning winning games and all of that. And that's what I have been critical about 
Urban Meyer for. I said that this is his second strike to me. Oh, his first strike was, and, and my, my, mind you, it's not a three three strikes you're out kind of situ, situation. I'm just saying that this is strike two, um, because he's he's got a long long leash. I'm saying that that he's this is his second strike with the locker room. The first was hiring strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle from Iowa after he had had allegations and was fired for some things he did to players, some potentially racially motivated things. And Urban Meyer thought that because he was a college coach, college coaches are used to being authoritarians. Like they have, like they are judge and jury and they have so much control over, you know, a player's future that players just have to just, you know, do buy, buy into whatever they, they want. In the league, it don't work like that because it's players in a locker room that make more than the head coach does. And and you can't just cut everybody or not play them because you got another five-star recruiting class coming in. It don't work like that. So he thought that he could just hire Chris Doyle, shoehorn him in, and then the players went to the owner. Shaq Connor was like, nah, 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 player. He, he ain't here. So then he was out less than 48 hours later. And then he brings in, he brings in uh, Tim Tebow, who doesn't seem to necessarily deserve an opportunity. My, and then players are like, "Hold up, I don't know." It kind of undercuts your credibility, which Urban Meyer can earn earn back. But this is strike two. Um, and I will ask. Mr. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio Insider, about that next. You don't want to miss it. He's coming up here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister, and he is Ryan Hollins. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Here on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday, it's your boy, George Reister. And thank you for spending time with us. And now we are joined by Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, host of the Inside the Birds podcast. And you can find him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. That is... um, you guys here on it. So in, in a few minutes, we will be joined by Adam Kaplan. And for your hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navian. Navian tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spa-like comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com and save hundreds with local rebates. Tanklessmadesimple.com. And we and um, now it is time for us before we get to Adam Kaplan to go to Ralph Irvin because he has to tell us what's trending. Oh, boy, we are catching our breath after a whole lot of NBA action. We're a little pause before it gets started again at seven o'clock Eastern time. It all sounded a lot like this in San Francisco. Curry behind the back, working on Melton. Step back, 25-footer. Swish! Curry! There you go. 95-7 the game. Warriors Radio Network with the call. Three of Steph Curry's 46 points. He also had nine assists, seven rebounds. Golden State a 112-101 winner over Memphis. They claim the number eight seed in the West. They'll take on either Portland or the Lakers on Wednesday in the win and in game for the NBA playoffs. Golden State's won six straight. Earlier, Washington clinched the number eight seed in the East with a 115-110 win over Charlotte. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double, 23 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists in the victory. Indiana will be the number nine seed. Charlotte will be the number 10. The Knicks win over Boston, 96-92. They clinched the number four seed in the East. They'll face the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Finals for Major League Baseball, where Daniel Vogelbach drove in three. Milwaukee, a 10-9 win over Atlanta. The White Sox hit a game-winning run on a wild pitch that scored Jose Abreu. They beat Kansas City 4-3. And yeah, Oakland did the same thing. Ramon Laureano scoring on a wild pitch in the ninth inning. The A's beat Minnesota 7-6. In Houston, a 6-2 win over Texas thanks to a four-run eighth inning. As we send it back now, it's George Reister and Ryan Hollins. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so I got a couple tweets in about uh, when we were talking about Tim Tebow and Kelvin Benjamin. They were like, well, hey, yo, uh, well, Kelvin Benjamin sucks now and it sucked his entire career. What are you talking about? 
like, wait, what? Excuse me? Yes, Kelvin Benjamin was not an, like, he did not light it up as an NFL wide, wide receiver. However, in 2014, 73 catches, 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Hmm. Next year, 63 catches, 941, seven touchdowns. Hmm. And then 20, the man has 209 NFL catches for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. That means that he was playing out of position at wide, wide receiver. So that means he can get open in the, in the NFL playing out of position, out of shape. He can catch footballs, catch touchdowns, all of this. I Ryan, for, for the life of me, sometimes people won't let common sense get in the way of their argument. That sounds like a guy who could maybe get a second chance at a different position doing the same job, right? No, look, I, I, I get it, and I, and I understand it, but... There's so many different levels to this. And, and Georgia, when I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got to tell me what really do they have to lose? It, 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 it is their weakest position on their, on their roster. It is. Uh, uh, their, their tight end position. And that's what I'm saying. That's what you have to lose is that you would be better off picking up a young guy to d- develop. Because Tim Tebow's not going to be good enough to be out there as a starter or even as a backup on day one in terms of being able to handle your your, your blocking needs, all of that. And then the fact he's going to be 34 years old. Let's, let, let's deal with that, Ryan. 34 years old. You are 34 years old now, right? 36, 36. I take oh, 34, sorry. 30, though. All right. Uh, we will, we, uh, Adam, we will, fi- I'm Adam. <laughs> we will finish this d- discussion, Ryan, in just a second because our special guest has just arrived, Mr. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, thanks for coming on Fox Sports Sunday. Guys, good to talk to you today. All right, uh, Adam, we, we were arguing about the Tim Tebow versus the Kelvin Benjamin situation. And because there are some people that are like, yo, you're, you're, you're mad at uh, the Jaguars signing Tim Tebow, or, but not about Kelvin Benjamin. And I said that this is comparing. How are they connected? Ap- <laughs> exa- exactly. I was saying <laughs> this is comparing apples to oranges because Kelvin Benjamin has caught 209 passes for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Yeah. And he was just out of shape, and now he's getting another opportunity. These things are different, correct? Yeah, in fact, the the GM that drafted him, uh, Dave Gettleman, is now the GM of uh, the the Giants. He was the GM of the Panthers. So, yeah, I I, I didn't know that was out there. Jeez, people are actually comparing both. They have nothing to do with each other. They're completely mutually exclusive. I I don't get that one. Look, Kelvin Benjamin kind of ate himself out of the league. I mean, let's call it like it is. He He got very heavy. Over 260 pounds, he's down to somewhere around 245. They're looking at him with the Giants as a receiver slash maybe H-back, maybe just a move wide receiver. Did you play with Ernest Wilford, by the way? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. They're doing the same thing with him. Ernest Wilford was a big physical receiver that didn't run very well. Right in the four sevens. I, I covered him. Was it Virginia Tech, if I'm, yep. if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he was at Virginia Tech. Yeah, he just didn't run very well. He was, he was with George and Jacksonville. His receiver was a big guy. didn't run well enough, so they moved him to tight end. To extend his career, and you look like Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Now he was a quarterback, 
that had major accuracy issues, so he became a tight end. He was willing to do it, and that not only did he, that revive his career, he was terrific at tight end last season for Washington. Um, he he didn't. Uh, and and speaking of Ernest Wil Wilford, uh, he was a guy that was like Kelvin ben Benjamin. He had trouble. It, like con controlling his weight and, and my, mind you Ernest was more disciplined in terms of like he would run stay stay in shape but he was just too big to play like his body was just too big to play NFL wide wide receiver um how has the the, the league and people that you've talked to uh Re responded to the 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 Tebow signing, and if they think that he will be able to contribute, or is he a practice squad player? Does he make the team? Any of that? Yeah. So, the, kind of laughing. A couple of the guys I spoke to thought it was comical because he's never played tight end. He turns thirty four. As you know, George, playing the tight end position, you you got to learn how to block. I mean, it, to ask him to do this at this stage. And by the way, he you know, he's six two and a half. He doesn't have the ideal size to play tight end, so he'll probably be an F an F tight end, which is a move tight end, or an H back. He won't be a true inline tight end, and um, I, I highly doubt it. When I'm in Jacksonville for training camp in August, that he'll be there. I'd be shocked, almost to be honest with you. But they're going to give him time now. They have not signed him yet, by the way. They are going to do it soon. That's at least the, what their plan is. But it just so happens tight end is the weakest position for the Jaguars on offense. Just so happens. Uh, I, I, I want to dive into Aaron Rodgers. Before we do that, tell, let's just take a step back. And I wanted my guy George to hear this. What does let's take a step back? What does Tim Tebow mean to Jacksonville? What does he mean to the state of Florida? How is he regard? We're Cali guys out here. How is he regarded <laughs> there? Okay. Look, I get it, and I understand that some people think this is a PR move. I mean, remember Gainesville is less than ninety minutes. From Jacksonville, I get that. Aren't I mean the same head coach that he had in college for four years? Urban Meyer is now his head coach once he signs in Jacksonville. And and by the way, um, Urban Meyer's full personnel control. He could literally do whatever he wants, and he's bringing in Tebow. So I, I get it. But remember, the games are played in the fall. They're they're not played in, in August or September, so, uh, August or July. So it's really not going to make a difference. He's not making the football team. It's good luck with that. I mean, I don't know why they need to do this, but. The head coach who coached him in college wants to see if he can do it. I highly doubt it'll work. Um, Adam, what is the latest in the Aaron Rodgers saga? Yeah, there's really nothing new. So let me let me explain to you how I want to talk about how we got here. It's the best way to to, to kind of dive into where we're going by, by discussing how we got here. So everybody knows what's going on. So I don't need to re refresh. But why is Aaron Rodgers one out? Why is he so upset at the general manager and the football team? So what happened was, the best that I could tell from talking to different people, is that Aaron Rodgers did not find out they were going to draft a quarterback until either right after it was done, after they, they selected Jordan Love, or right before it. I asked my friend Rob Domoski, who covers the Packers, and it's for a couple of decades from ESPN.com. I asked him what he had heard, and he heard the same thing. So just think about it. You're talking about the – I mean, we could argue who's, who's better, Brett Favre or, or – Rodgers, but Rodgers will go in the Hall of Fame just like Brett Favre. And to think this is the way you handle that situation, the, the GM Brian Kunkus has been there for, for Rodgers' whole entire career. And Goody's a really does a great job. But talk about a, a failure to communicate. I mean, to think like this is going to go over well, why don't you meet with him and tell him in the offseason, hey, listen, last year's offseason, 2020, I understand with the COVID issue you were limited. Have a Zoom. To figure out a, some way to relay to him that this might happen. That way he doesn't act, react the way that he does. And, and by the way, if you've talked to anyone who knows about Aaron Rodgers, 
He's what you call super type A. He's got to be managed a certain way. To think that you're going to wait till right before, right after the draft to tell this guy, well, like, what can you be thinking? Think that he's not going to react like the way that he did, which is, which is, it's a joke to think that they didn't think he would be act like this. I mean, come on, who are we kidding here? You you just spoke about Aaron Rodgers' reaction, and there's been rumblings out of Green Bay's camp that they were blindsided by Aaron wanting to leave, by him being disgruntled. Do you? I, which I think is a joke. That's so, what that. I was going to say. Do you buy that or not? Or why are they no. even putting out that message? Better yet, that they didn't know he was feeling this way. All right, so, guys, I put this out before. I want to. I want to talk about it again because you know I'm the only one who seems to know about this. But outside uh, the teams that were there, but I just want to. It just gives you an idea of how miserable he was last season. So, you know, Rogers goes over to a opponent's defensive huddle. He didn't get in it, but he got near it. I don't know if I. I I don't know what week it was, but it was it was sometime last season. And he goes to the opponent's huddle, and, and he says, quote, get me out of here, unquote. Could you oh. please explain to me what you think that would mean? Exactly. No, yeah, no, no, no. It happened. Just... I checked with a source about – as soon as the ESPN report came out, I called that my source on that story. I said, hey, I never reported. I just want to know if this what you told me last fall was true. I said, absolutely it was. Our defensive players told us. They came off the field and told us, so – uh, it was one of their opponents. I don't know if it was home or away, but uh, that just goes to show you how miserable he was. And how the hell did the, the Packers not know how, how unhappy he was? I know he was great. Rodgers was the MVP. But uh, how did they not know he was unhappy last season? Yeah, how, how do you think that – do you think that – or have you heard that general managers are kind of having to rethink how they deal with with players because – Star it, players, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, it used to be, all right, yes, they, they're under con- contract. We control the situation and not so much the, the human element. How much are general managers and front office people realizing that the human element probably matters more than anything else right now? As a well, it does, George, because if you, if you just look at the NBA where the players control everything, in, in the NFL they didn't until, until recently because if you really look at it, right? Matthew Stafford wanted out. They agreed to it. Carson Wentz wanted out. The Eagles reluctantly traded him. They didn't want to do it, but they knew it could have been potentially a problem at training camp. They gave in. They took a, the biggest cap hit in NFL history. Um, there have been other quarterbacks that moved this offseason, and there's a reason for it because players are taking their empowerment to another level. They, they are going to take it. And b- by the way, if the, Deshaun Watson did, he has to be traded. Now, they, they had said they wouldn't do it. Now, obviously, because it was off the field issues, that's not going anywhere. But we're seeing now players take control of these situations, and particularly at the quarterback position. We've seen receivers do it over the years, Terrell Owens many years ago, and uh, Stefan Diggs did, uh, and the, the Vikings were happy to do it. They got a pretty good return, and the Bills, they love having them. But uh, over what we've seen this offseason in particular is players are taking control, and they're going to management saying, I'm not showing up unless you trade me. And that's what Carson Wentz was going to do, but they, the Eagles agreed to do it, and they agreed, agreed to trade him to the Colts. It's just uh, something that in my 21 years of covering the National Football League, I've never seen it like this with star players, and now Rodgers is the latest to do it. How far can this thing really play out? Like, like how much power uh, – it may be a silly question, but how much power does Green Bay really have? How much power does Aaron Rodgers have? How far can either side take this thing because it's looking ugly right now? And, and, and what we're would only in May. It? Yeah, we're only in May. But what will happen is the first thing is in, in, in mid-June when he doesn't show up, if he still holds fast – he gets fined per day. Those fines pale in comparison to by the end of training camp. If he misses every training camp day, 
several million in fines. And that, that, then you'll know, see, that they, they're going to have to discuss this internally at some point. I know they're saying now they're not listening and they're not trading them. And we're only in May, and I get it. There's no sense of urgency to do anything. But once you get through June and the, the June mandatory camp, which is three days, the, everybody's off for the summer until late July, until they have to report. That's when you're going to have to make a decision because if he doesn't show up, you're going to have to do something because it doesn't pay you to keep him on the roster because Jordan Love will have to be the starter then. Um, geez. Um, what what's going on between the players association, the players and the NFL as it has related to the Juwan James situation where the Broncos they released him after he tore his Achilles working out for the season to better himself for the uh, team the way they could avoid paying him you know, uh, $15 million in guarantees. Yeah, well, what it is is $10 million they, they would definitely owe him. Um, but here's the way it works. George, as you know, as a former player, when you work out on your own, when you're away from the facility, they could cut you and deem it just like Broncos did when they released him on Friday, non-football injury. When you're in the complex, they're liable, the club is liable for the money if, if the guy has a season-ending injury and they want to cut him. If you're away from the complex, even though you're trying to work out on your own, they have the wherewithal to designate a non-football injury. And yes, it's technically a non-football injury by the CBA when you're not in the building. Now, obviously, if you're Juwan James and his agents, you're going to want to recover that money. And we'll see what happens here. But uh, that's what I expected him to file a grievance. It would be an upset if he didn't. But the fact of the matter is it's well within the rights to do it. I don't agree with it, but they're allowed to do it by the CBA. Uh, do Because this is a tricky situation, right? Because... Players have to work out outside of the facility to be to be prepared for the uh, season. So so how like like what is what is the future uh, of of this? Because there's no way to be fully ready for the uh, season without working out where whether you're at your home gym or some or or somewhere else because that that's the part that makes no sense to me right but remember the the the, to report for the offseason program is voluntary you don't have to do it but the team if you get hurt away from the complex it's within the rights to cut that player uh if he gets hurt now remember now with juan james he did not play last season he opted out and then now he suffered an achilles injury which would put him out through at least December. And he's got that $10 million base that he wants back. Uh, he's got other money that he'd like to have back, but uh, he's not going to get it uh, in, in, unless they win the grievance, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to file one. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's, it, it, you would rather them not do it. If he had been a player, and it's the club's option, by the way, to do it, if he had been a player that had been there for several years and in good standing in terms of outstanding performances, I do believe this. they wouldn't have done it. That's just my opinion, not theirs. I just know the way it works, though. Teams usually don't go after your money um, unless they feel like, you know what, we, we, this guy doesn't have a future with us. And is, he was going to be the right tackle, not left, by the way. Is, is there going to be – is there a mechanism? Because I understand that there's labor peace between the Players Association and the league now. But is there any way that this creates some sort of problem – because you know the the less and less time that there is at the complex the more likely that these things are to to happen because players work out hard other other places and george you know that it, these don't happen much it's it's you yeah. might see four or five guys get hurt away from their complex and not all of them are, are season-ending injuries 
this is just one of these rare situations where the Broncos are, are using their power uh, in, within the CBA to cut a player and not owe him anything. And that's why they designated non-football injury. That's the way every injury must be designated if the player suffers one outside the complex. All right, uh, you guys, he is Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, um, NFL insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast. Find him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Adam, thanks for coming on the show. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. I'm a big believer in that if you do the wrong things, the wrong things happen. And that the Denver Broncos, they they took a cheap way out as opposed to doing the right thing for this uh, man. So there, there, there is karma for this. There is. Um, you guys, though, up next, the NBA playoffs are upon us. They are upon us, and they are here, and the NBA got something right, and we're seeing the fruits of that today. We'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister, and he is Ryan Hollins. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister with Ryan Hollins, 10-year NBA center. And he is in for Daddy Dan Beyer, who is paternity leaving it. 
with the beautiful baby boy. So excited for Dan right now. Um, and I'm also so excited because we keep the NBA gave us a gift, Ryan. We people didn't appreciate it at first. They did not. But with this play in situation, the NBA, they gave they did us a solid. Because people at first, they're averse to change. They're like, ew, I don't like it. It doesn't, doesn't feel good. But the idea that you would have the top 10, the top six seeds make the playoffs, guaranteed in the playoffs, seven, eight, nine, and 10, then uh, seven and eight play each other. Winner gets the seven seed. Nine and 10 play each other. Loser out. Winner plays the loser of the 7-8 game. And then that's the, the winner of that game then gets the 8 seed. And that has actually made for a... It gave us a gift at the end of the season. Last game of the year, you had Golden State playing against the Grizzlies. And that was for the 8 or 9 seed. So the difference in that is, if you're the 9 seed, you lose a game, you go home. The... Eight seed, you get two chances to win one game. And I absolutely love it. And it provided a fantastic game. And you had players playing hard instead of sitting out. There was less tanking. I loved it, Ryan. Absolutely. So, George, as a former player, are, are, you, are we sure you're going to just stick it to the audience and let us know that you love it? As a former player, George, that's where you're going? Absolutely. No, 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 no. George, George. So you mean if if a team puts in work all season long, all season long puts in work, they earn their spot, they they, they clinch the playoffs or supposedly clinch the playoffs, you think they should be subjected to a playing game, George? Why why would that be okay? Okay. Uh, so 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 I I understand that line of thinking and thinking and I actually agree with it, right? I fund, fundamentally I agree with that. That if you that after 72 games this year, 82 games on a normal basis, yeah. you you have earned where you belong, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think we can both both agree with that, right? Yeah. Okay. But but here is where I make a make a left turn or or no, I'm sorry, I make a right turn. From uh, from uh, you because this the right side of the street is all right. Who is the most important person as it relates to the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB? Who is the most important person? How about the player? The players? No, no, nope, nope. The players are not the most important people. The, the fans. Most impo- yes, the fans are the most important people because because they pay the bills. And if and the NBA, when you have tanking at the end of the season, when you have meaningless games like like they, the teams will play their rookies and won't, you know, won't won't compete, which makes for a bad product on television and live in person. Right. So to help the fans out who are the most important people, you had to do this. So while I agree with you, I also understand from a business aspect that the that the fan rewarding the fans with more interesting games is the best scenario. Okay, George, let me ask you this. Rewarding the fans with competitive games, excellent point, excellent point. 
Now you tell me what happens, and I know you don't want to. You 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 you're LeBron guy. You're LeBron guy. Yep. Tell me what happens if for some odd reason LeBron James tweaks his ankle. He's not a hundred percent. Steph Curry messes around and gets hot, and the Lakers go home. And you're watching the playoffs now where a team couldn't secure their seed. They couldn't lock in and rest. These are veterans who just played the shortest offseason in all of professional sports history. And for some reason, LeBron James is not in the playoffs. Is that what the fans really want? Okay, so I'm 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 a Lakers fan, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the truth. If the Lakers can't win one of the next two games, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No, George, don't do that. They're, don't do that. No, hold on. Don't if, do it. If they can't win one of the next two games against the eight seed or the nine and the ten seed, then then tough luck. Dude. No way, George. I, I, you didn't wait, George. If it's no, no, no. For one, we've seen in March Madness, anything can happen. When you get to a one game playoff, any and you guys have but, it in but, football. But it's not a one game playoff for the Lakers. The Lakers have positioned themselves where they get a two game playoff. What if okay, if LeBron or AD is gimpy and comes up hurt, and we're talking two games, it could happen. So George, then they're not going to win a series anyway. Hold on. It's, so it's, you're telling me that's fair to the fans, George? That LeBron James, who put in work all season long, they fail due to injury, but should have a playoff spot locked up and run the risk of getting knocked out because they're not completely a hundred percent healthy if, if, if he gets if he gets hurt he probably would would have gotten gotten hurt in the in the playoffs any in, anyway but you can Which, rest more that's more time for rest and he could have been resting this whole time instead of rushing back against indiana george george listen uh, um listen fans first and and granted I'm a, uh, as I as I said, I want the Lakers in the playoffs. I think no, no, that no, it is no, better for the NBA. But I'm saying, is that it's what the better fans, for the fans want? Is is if LeBron and because this is this could be a no, real scenario? No, that's not what the fans want. The but fans want LeBron in the playoffs. But, I'm, but, but my whole point is, it could happen. I know you. I know in your mind, it will never happen, George. But it, it could, could happen. It could happen. And if and and even as a Lakers fan. As much as I do not want that to happen, I think it's bad bad for ratings. I think all of that. At the same time, though, I still do believe that it's the optimal scenario for for this playing. Oh. And, and and we and we will finish this discussion up next because I actually think that the Lakers, if they end up with the seven seed would actually end up better off than if they were the sixth seed. And I'll tell you why next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So before we went to break, I was trying to educate Ryan. I was trying to give him some... um, you know, some real world experience because he was trying to tell me because well, I informed him that we as fans were absolutely grateful and we got a gift from the NBA of with the play in games with the seven through 10 seeds playing in the final game of the season for the warrior uh, for the Warriors and Grizzlies. And it was an absolute must see Steph Curry put up 46 
Valanchunas had a good game. It, it was it was must-see TV. It felt like a playoff game because it was for the eight or the nine seed, which means whether you get a single elimination game or a double elimination game. And Ryan, on the other hand, is under the disillusionment that it's better for the league that that these games at the end of the season don't matter and then we just skip to the playoffs. And I'm like, no, this, this is a ramp up for the playoffs. And fans are going to be more engaged because of it, Ryan. George, you don't you don't think grass is green or the sky is blue or, or, or that life happens? I mean, LeBron James just missed like, like, like a majority of the season. Now, he's looking great. He is. But is it, I mean, honestly, like I said for, to you, tell me, and I want to hear this from you, George, Tell me what the playoffs look like without LeBron James. Like, let me know what the Western Conference playoffs look like without the LeBron. Like, you want to see Utah and, and, and Philadelphia Ew. in the finals. Ew. What do you want, George? Ew. Ew. Ew, yeah. So, but here's the, here's the thing. If LeBron's not fully healthy, they're not getting to the finals anyway. So no, that's George, that's not the point. <laughs> you can't say that, I'm, George. Yeah, I, I can absolutely say that. Um, would 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 you not agree that the Lakers would not make the finals if LeBron's not healthy? My point is that he would have more time to rest if it wasn't for the playing scenario. He would then, have more. Then he only already played one game. He then, already listen, but he but George agree. LeBron already sucked it up and was being a good sport by coming out and allowing the uh, the season to start early. He just went. He just he's he was penalized. For winning the NBA Finals, and now yeah. he's in a in a playing game. George, is that a, would they have done this with Jordan? Will Michael Jordan get injured okay. halfway through the Here, season and have to play in a playing game? Come on, dog. Here's the here's the thing: the Western Conference is extremely tough, but but with LeBron James though, okay. if LeBron, if the Lakers either if the Lakers and Portland win today, then Portland gets the sixth seed. If the Lakers win. Portland loses, then they get the sixth seed, and vice vice versa. I, for one, I would love to see Portland win and get the sixth seed. The reason why is, Ryan, I would rather the Lakers either play Utah or Phoenix for the um, for the last game of in, in the first round of the playoffs. I would rather that than to play the Clippers if LeBron James is not completely healthy. Because if he isn't completely healthy and is not, you know, like if he hadn't put on the type of show that he had the other night, I was because I was all in on the avoid the Clippers, which you would, well, actually it, it's the Nuggets now, which would have to potentially play in the first round. Avoid them. And then get in trying to play against Phoenix. But then I'm like, hold up. The 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 Nuggets who are now in the three seed, I'm sitting here like, yo, this matters because I would rather play the, the Nuggets than the Clippers. So in your esteemed NFL, uh, NBA experience, who do you think the Los Angeles Lakers match up best? And worse within the first round of the playoffs. Because you, cause your options are the Nuggets, Clippers, Suns, or Jazz. 
It'd be the Suns by far. The Suns don't have the playoff experience. Uh, Nikola Jokic is going to have the, the 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 energy, even without Jamal Murray, of being the MVP of the NBA. It may not be announced yet, but ultimately that's that's pretty much what, what's going to happen. There's a consensus there. And ultimately, when you're looking at the Nuggets, yes, the Nuggets aren't the Clippers, but, but here's the deal, George, just real talk. Ain't no Dwight Howard. Ain't no JaVale McGee. Those guys did a number on Jokic. And Jokic had a field day with Montrez Harrell on the Clippers. That's essentially why they lost the this, this series. They didn't have anybody to match up. Uh, Drummond brings much added depth to the front court, but Drummond is, you know, he's got to improve on the defensive end and, you know, with timing and being patient. So he's going to be a body, but he's not Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard took Jokic out the series. JaVale McGee took him out the series. So, you know, we know Anthony Davis show ain't going to guard him with a bad Achilles. Like, so the Nuggets, I'm not excited about either. But like I said, Phoenix would be the best team to face. But the headache in there is the playing game. And, George, we're on the same page, bro. Like, we're on the same page. A healthy LeBron James, healthy Lakers team, you know, we're looking at an NBA Finals or, or bus type situ- situation because they should be there. But the question that comes into play with the playing games is the Lakers aren't supposed to be in that scenario, but life happens, okay? And now LeBron James at 36 years of age needs what, George? We both, we've both been there before. I'm 36. I'm around LeBron's age. We're probably months apart. He needs rest. He doesn't have a chance to rest. And that hurts the Lakers, which in turn hurts the league. Because the worst thing we want to see is not having the best product on the floor, George. You, you, you cannot tell me here's, there's here's not the a thing. problem with that, George. Okay, see, see, here's the here's the other part that you're f- forgetting, is that this time off for LeBron and for Anthony Davis has been a blessing. So Le- LeBron didn't because my mind you, his his ankle was hurt because uh, uh, it got fallen into. So that means the rest of his body has had nine weeks off essentially. Like, because he's just been training, working out. So this is almost like a, this was like a vacation in terms of, in terms of the getting the rest of his body healthy because he didn't have to go out there and play every night. He was training, shooting. And, and but for the first couple of weeks, he probably wasn't doing very much of that. He was doing, he was sleeping in his, uh, in his, uh, hyperbaric chamber, probably living on the game ready and the Norma tech and everything, grasping and everything else he was getting. So it, if LeBron's ankle is healthy, everybody should be afraid because Anthony Davis got nine weeks off too after having the shortest off season. So this could actually work tremendously in the Lakers favor. But I wanted to touch on the Western Conference as well, uh, Ryan, is that you have – it's like people forget that the Utah Jazz have been without Donovan Mitchell with that sprained ankle for a while, and he's out. Like, they haven't even said when he's coming back. So if you have Golden State win the eight seed, right? Let's let's presume that the Lakers get the six or the seven and Golden State gets the eight seed. Could we potentially see the most upsets in like NBA playoff history where like an eight beat a one 
and then have like a two beat a seven and a six beat a three? Is this possible? Well, in the Western Conference, you know, the potential, it's always there. You know, it, it's it's tough to beat a team. And everything about the NBA playoffs, it comes down to uh, to matchups. And if you don't have a right matchup, you could get tore up. Just ask the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and, and, and you're right. Um, Golden State is dangerous. I don't know about their depth. I'd be more scared of them in a, in a single game, uh, you know, kind of playoff scenario rather than in, in a series where we can scheme for Curry and you can wear Curry down. You get what I'm saying? You can take his legs away. You can get someone – you can use fouls on him, and then at some point you can wear him down. But in, in a one- or two-game scenario, that's a nightmare. But, George, I'm sorry to switch scenarios here in the Western Conference, but I want to point something out. You talk about the Nuggets overtaking the Clippers. Tell me that the Clippers didn't just tank these last games. They're coming in 5-5. Five and five. Oh, to stay away from the Lakers? To, no one's talking about it. They've been playing 500 oh. basketball. They're 5-5 five and five over the last 10 games. The Lakers are trying to get out the playing game, and now the Clippers fall into a 4-5 matchup with a, uh, I mean, with a, you know, I don't want to say underwhelming Dallas Mavericks team, but a very beatable Dallas Mavericks team, which they should win. But if they compete with the Lakers, that ain't no guarantee. Listen, man, I'm not putting words in nobody's mouth. Okay, so but a five right. and five Clippers. So, so I got a question for you. So I got a question for you. The Clippers game starts at 6 p.m. Pacific tonight. They play against the Thunder, who are 21 and what? 21 and 40, basically. Um, so. Do you believe that the Clippers will try to will will Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play tonight? See, they could play, but will they end the game? How would the tempo go? Because look, right now the Mavericks are nine games out of first place. Clippers are only four out. So, nah, Clippers losing this game, fam. They don't want the, they don't listen. I've been there before. You don't want to see the Lakers, and it's no shot, no disrespect to the Clippers. Not that you know we you know we want that action in the first round. Like yo, they don't want to see the Lakers. As much as the Lakers don't want to see the Clippers, the Clippers don't want to see the Lakers because okay. they're going to have to expend so much energy. I don't think they win the game. And if those guys play, you're going to see some odd lineup uh, changes put that put out there. You know what I'm <laughs> <All> saying? <right. laughs> so, so, so the other game that impacts that is the Nuggets and Trailblazers. We know that the Trailblazers want to win the game because then that locks up their uh, that locks up their seed, right? Mm-hmm. In, in terms of the sixth seed, so Portland does not want to be in the playing game. Absolutely. So they are going to ensure. Like, do everything possible to win this game, right? Yep. Okay. So, the Nuggets, how are the Nuggets approaching this game tonight, knowing that they could either be in the three or the four seed? Or or do do they not care quite as much? I don't know where the tiebreaker is. That's where it would come into play. I'm sure we know. No, the tiebreaker is with the Nuggets. The tiebreaker so, is with the Nuggets? So, I, yes. If if I'm the Nuggets, I just, I just went out. I don't think you could play with fire. I don't, I don't think you play with fire, but I think the Clippers are equipped enough, and I, I've been in the locker room in Boston and in L.A. with Coach Ty Lue, one of the great coaches that we don't talk enough about in the game. I, I can definitely see the Clippers tanking it. I can see the Nuggets going out to win it, and Portland's going to be fighting for their life to stay out that playing game. But, so if so if you're the Clippers, you can just in, in, ensure that you're fine 
by by tanking this this game regardless of what happens in the Nuggets Trailblazers because at that point in time you don't you don't even care cuz you lost. What even even bigger is not so much also, you know, ducking the Lakers, you can ensure that you know you're playing the Mavericks and you can already scout and scheme for the Mavericks a team you kind of you beat last year in the playoffs, you got some bad blood with, you know, and you can just put a you know, put a smacking on Luka Doncic, throw some bodies at him, but ultimately if I'm the Clippers, I want the Mavericks, and and I I know who I got. We're not dancing around it, you know. So uh, that that's a big factor I see there, man. Because everyone's talking about the Lakers don't want the Clippers. Lakers, dude, Clippers are five and five, fam. <laughs> they don't want <laughs> they don't want the Lakers. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, dude, Ryan, thank you for pointing that out. You got the, oh my gosh, this must be talked about as well as. What's going to happen in the Eastern Conference as it relates to the finals? Here, up next on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister. He is Ryan Hollins. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister with Ryan Hollins. And we were talking about the NBA playoffs. 
we went through the Western Conference, and I found out that the Clippers may be ducking the Lakers. Man, Ryan, see, this is why you got to get the the ends people who know to know because he knows what goes on in in them, in them locker rooms. Ryan, were you ever on a team that specifically ducked the team or or strategically made sure that they played a specific team in the playoffs? And then did you beat beat said team? Yes, I did. When I when we made a run in Boston, uh, we we had a chance to go. I think either the fifth or for sure sixth seed, and we dropped games on purpose. Ryan Hollins was starting on TNT. And we wanted to go after the Atlanta Hawks. They had a hot season. I think they were the two seed. We wanted to drop to the seven seed because we knew had the we had the experience. We knew we were better. We could beat them. They had a better regular season. We were going to have a better postseason. And I think the game went. We end up going six games with them, but ultimately, you know, they, they just didn't have enough for us at the time. So we absolutely went out and sought a better matchup. So, you know, as we spoke about in the in the prior segment, George, right? The Clippers going 5 and 5 down the stretch. And everybody in the playoffs, Portland Trailblazers 8 and 2, Mavs 8 and 2, Nuggets 7 and 3, Utah 7 and 3. Okay? Clippers 5 and 5. What? <laughs> what? You got to make some sense of that. Because yeah, guess what they that, can ensure? That, that's not the way you ramp up for the right? playoffs. What they can ensure, what they can ensure is a matchup with Dallas. And you can scout them. You know them already. You beat them already. And for this Clippers squad, George, let me see how you feel. Is it imperative for them to get out the first round? Can can they take anything for granted? <laughs> <laughs> no, they God. cannot. Not even when they get a 3-1 lead. Do not fall George, asleep. they lost to the Rockets. George, they lost to the Rockets. They lost to the Rockets? They lost to the Rockets last. Dude, you absolutely have to try to lose to the Rockets. They lost 122-115. Kawhi Leonard. Wait, no, no. Hold up. Uh, hold up. Let me see. I need to see the box score La- for Last this games. Game. They got the Thunder coming up last. They lost to the Rockets. They beat the Hornets. They beat the Raptors. They lost to the Knicks, which was a good one. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Raptors and they lost the Nuggets, the Suns, and the Pelicans. So five and five over the last ten games. Wait, okay, so Kawhi Leonard played in that game, and okay, and then you had what's his name not play Paul Paul George. And for the for the Clippers, I think you brought up a good point. It's imperative that they get out of the first round because you will have. I mean, like imagine the types of things that'll be said about. Kawhi Leonard because they'll say okay he won with the Spurs a team that had a culture in place he went to the Raptors had a culture in place and he just added he was like the whipped cream on top there and then he comes to the Clippers where where he has to set the culture and he doesn't talk very much doesn't communicate I think that if they don't get out of the first round of the playoffs or even get out of the second round of the playoffs, that this is going to be extremely damaging to the the way people look at Kawhi Leonard. And because people are arguing that he could be the best player in the game and they're not arguing that anymore, especially if they don't get out of the second round of the playoffs again. And then Paul, Paul George, oh, dude, all the trash talking that he gets – 
during during the regular season, it's only going to magnify if he can't come up big in the playoffs. No, you're you're absolutely right. You know, I, Kawhi's an intriguing prospect because even in the losses, Kawhi gets his thirty. The problem is Paul George didn't get his thirty when the Clippers when the Clippers lost. So you're looking at Paul George and saying, you know, where's the production? And you know, to, to put it lightly, George, it, you know, in your words. Kawhi Leonard certified, <laughs> so he yeah. won a championship and was the leading scorer in, in the series. Now, however he got it done, he got it done. He was the baddest man on the planet at the time, and he laid an egg in last year's playoffs, and they couldn't figure it out. They did not win, so he took all the spoils, and he, and he takes all the, you know, the accolades for the loss. And it's funny, George, when they talk – Lakers and Clippers, because I do believe that the Clippers are the biggest rival to the Lakers. Uh, we, we can both probably agree to that. But the difference is why I don't would not put the Clippers over a healthy Lakers squad would be leadership. And you brought it out earlier. Kawhi Leonard is an absolute bucket. He's a yep. bucket right now, probably behind Kevin Durant. We would argue to say, and he's an excellent defender, but as far as a leader, I mean, George, I don't think he's a leader, and that's no disrespect to Kawhi Leonard. He goes out and does his job, but he's not a leader, and sure as heck ain't the leader that LeBron James has become. Yep. No, you are 100% right about that. I I want you to shed a little light on the Paul George situation because – He's a he's a wonderful player. Like he's having one of his best seasons of all time in in in, in his career. But when he goes around the league, there's a sense of when I've watched the games, I've seen him in person, there's a little bit of a like he doesn't get the respect in terms of like character wise from from other people like even Devin Booker taunts him like it's a lot of players that be coming at Paul George why is that and what do they say well ultimately what it was is Paul George came in with the swagger like he was Kawhi Leonard but PG didn't have a championship in a year prior they laid an egg in the playoffs and they lost to Utah uh, and then he comes to LA gets traded and he, he lays an egg in the, in the playoffs again. Now, granted, no one is going to give Paul the excuse that he missed all the training camp and came in off a of double shoulder s- surgery because he got himself amped and ready to go in the playoffs. And last year, the media fed into the hype with the Clippers and everybody was excited, as they should have been. That was one of the most stacked teams that we've seen or deepest in a very long time. And when Paul George came out and didn't play at a high level, people looked at him as like, dude, you, you're not Kawhi. Kawhi's getting his 30, and you're you're held under 10 points for a game, which shouldn't happen. And and I'll, I'll give Paul a level of credit that in this series, part of the game plan was, you know, like Rick Carlisle put his best defender on Paul George and said, I got a better shot of holding you under 10 than Kawhi. And let Kawhi was getting guarded by Max Kleber. <laughs> and we know yeah. that was a cookout. But the mental game that Rick Carlisle played on, on Paul George – People don't talk about on top of him coming back from injury and just Paul George's lack of production. There's just a different level of respect that a guy, a certified guy who won a championship gets. You know, Kevin Durant got it. Kyrie Irving walks around with it. Kawhi walks around with it. 
And when Paul George pokes his chest out like he has, and that's that's a little bro right there. I love Paul to death. I remember when he was and when he was a young pup in the league and coming up. That's a great dude right there. But that's why some people don't look at him and give him that same respect. You know he's a bad man, but you can't have the swagger, so to speak, in the basketball world as a Kawhi or those other guys. And that's probably the thought process behind some of his opponents and why guys like Devin Booker get a little mouthy. But keep in mind, Devin Booker will get mouthy with LeBron. He'll get mouthy with anybody, and that's what makes D. Book so great. Yo, 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 he be he, he be kind of aggressive for a, yeah. for, a, for a light skin though. Especially. Yeah, yeah, we built different. <laughs> yeah, and Curry. You saw Curry today doing the Barry Davis, lifting his shirt up, George. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you guys, though, up next, the 2021 Hall of Fame class in the NBA has been announced. And, you know, they're, they're, they're letting anybody in. But first, we got to talk to Ralph Irving to find out what's trending. Well, we have NBA action back on the floor. We got three games going on right now. First 406 to play in the first quarter. Atlanta, a 24-23 lead over the Houston Rockets in this contest. Uh, John Collins already nine points for Atlanta. Meanwhile, Brooklyn out to a 31-16 lead over Cleveland. 214 to play in the first quarter. A fast eight points for Kyrie Irving in this contest. He had 20 in the first half yesterday. He's trying to do the same thing here today. Philadelphia, 30-21 win over, or 30-21 lead over Orlando. 117 to play in the first quarter as the Sixers are playing a lot of guys off the bench being led on the score sheet by Tyrese Maxey. He has 11 points. Earlier in the day, Golden State secured the number eight seed in the West with a 112-101 win over Memphis. Steph Curry, 46 points as the Warriors won their sixth straight. They will take on either Portland or the L.A. Lakers Wednesday night in the play-in game. In the Eastern bracket, Washington secured the number eight seed with a 115-110 win over Charlotte. The Wizards will face Boston in the play-in game. Indiana, 125-113 win over Toronto. The Pacers will be the number nine seed. They'll take on the Charlotte Hornets in that side of the play-in playoff bracket and the Knicks 96-92 winners over Boston New York clinches the number four seed they'll face the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the NBA playoffs also Phoenix a 123-121 win over San Antonio the Suns are within a half game of Utah for the NBA's best overall record just behind those Jazz the Jazz play Sacramento coming up a little bit later on tonight three games going on right now in Major League Baseball they're in the bottom of the ninth inning and the Dodgers are trailing Miami 3-2. The Marlins up 3-2 again. Bottom of the ninth inning there. Seattle a 3-2 lead over Cleveland as the Mariners bat in the bottom of the eighth inning. And it is Sunday night down in San Diego as the Padres host St. Louis. The Cardinals already up 2-0 over San Diego. That's in the top of the second inning. As we send it back now, it's George Reister and Ryan Hollins. Ralph Irvin, thank you for telling us what's trending. Sir. <laughs> and so the 2021 NBA Hall of Fame class was announced. You had for the WNBA, you had Yolanda Griffith and Lauren Jackson. No arguments there. For the coaches, Rick Adelman, Jay Wright, Bill Russell. Okay. And now here's where we can get to arguing is about the players, right? Is about the players. And you you have Chris Weber, Chris Bosch, 
Paul Pierce, and Ben Wallace. Now, first, I, I will uh, address this with you first, Ryan. Do all four of those guys belong in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to understand, George, our Hall of Fame is different. And the key thing, you said basketball Hall of Fame. We don't have an NBA Hall of Fame. Yes. You know, it's not the yes. same. Yes. Like, if you go in the NFL Hall of Fame, you you got you in the record books, you got championships. Like, you know, as far as NBA, we consider your high school career, your college career. Uh, in, in the case of uh, Steve Kerr, you know, not just a player, but as a coach, he Steve Kerr should make the Hall of Fame. So it's not as – I don't want to say prestigious because that is an amazing feat nonetheless, but it's not as elite. And I and I was saying – we sp- spoke about this with Hartman yesterday. The NBA, the closest thing we got to the the, 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 the uh, football Hall of Fame, the NFL, is our – remember a couple years ago, I mean, well, probably a while ago, the NBA's top 50, you know, the all-time 50 list. That's probably the closest that we can get uh, in, in regards there. But now it's just you're getting in, so it is a great speaking point. You know, you, you will be led by – and we spoke about this earlier. I think this was the greatest Hall of Fame class ever with, with Duncan, Garnett, and, and the late, great, great Kobe Bryant. But ultimately, is it, it isn't all those names. It's not the high names. I know you can look at Ben Wallace. It's, it's his impact on the game and longevity. Okay, so let let's start with Paul Pierce. I've got no argument about Paul Pierce. Oh, okay, he's, okay. He's an NBA champion, Finals MVP, ten time All Star. Oh, wait, hold up. He's got no first team All NBAs. Mm, never, never mind. I do have an. Argument. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do have a little bit of it. I mean, he got to be. I'm a, I'm a the, the hold up. I'm a small hall guy, right? But wow. like he he doesn't have an MVP, all of this. But but all right. So I'm not even going to argue about Paul Paul Pierce because of all the rest of the players that are in. Because Grant Grant Hill's even in the Hall of Fame, and I was a huge Grant Hill fan. But but Paul Pierce should be in before Grant Grant Hill. Can can we agree with that? Yeah yeah. I mean Grant Hill. You know he was injured. We know how bad of a man that Grant Hill. Uh, was and I was going to be, but he was injured. Dude, dude, I feel like that that Bo Jackson would be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame if it were the NBA Hall of, Hall of Fame. That's what you on. That that's what you on. I'm just the I'm man just, was injured. Yeah, that's what you on. George. I'm just saying, Paul Paul, Paul Pierce is 19th all time in the in the NBA in scoring. Like I'm, I got no, I got no gripe there. Right, e- even though he doesn't have any first team All NBAs, and he only has one. Second team All NBA, but okay, I'll give you Paul Paul Pierce. All right, now let's go to Chris Webber. Actually, no, no, no. The 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 next easiest is Chris Bosh, two time champion, eleven time All Star, only one second team All man. Nope, no, I'm sorry. I, I come on, man. He averaged nineteen eight and a half and two assists. On his career, he, but, he's got a gold medal in the 2008 Olympics. That's a big whoa, George. That's a big part. You can't just look over the gold medal, the basketball uh, Hall of Fame. And at in his his high school, I'm sorry, his college career, Georgia Tech. It was nice, but it wasn't like it it it, it wasn't like Carmelo's or you know or like he he didn't have an illustrious college career. 
So I'm, I'm iffy on Chris Bosh. But now let's move to the super iffies, right? Which is Chris Webber, five-time NBA All-Star, one-time NBA first team, three seconds, and a third. All right, so so he's above Paul Pierce and Chris Bosh in that area. Rookie of the year, 20 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. It, it, if you put up decent numbers, you just walk in the Hall of Fame. It, it's wild, dude. And then the last one is Ben Wallace. On Ben Wallace's career, he's got 6,000 points. Uh, you probably have 6,000 points, Ryan. No, I don't think I got that. I don't think I'm there. <laughs> okay, so Ben Wallace averaged 5.7 points per game on his career. Yeah, but you got to understand. 9.6 rebounds, two blocks, and he's an NBA champion. But 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 here is where I can get down with Ben Wallace more than any of them other dudes, really. He's a four-time defensive player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that is something absolutely special, right? That's absolutely special. But then you have to look at what Ben Wallace did versus a guy like Rudy Go Gobert, who may finish as like a four-time defensive player of the year, too. Is Ben Wallace a – I mean, is the, when you watch the game, are you like, man, Rudy – Rudy Go Gobert is one of the best players to ever play basketball. Yeah, but that's not our Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Ben and Ru- listen, Ben got some jewelry too, dog. Like we can't just start it. Like Ben has jewelry, and then you're talking about you know second and third teams All NBA, you know the, the championship, the All Star games. Shoot, Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace was low key to face of the NBA for a bit. You know he took the NBA by storm, so. Nah, man, you can't compare him to Gobert. Not right now, but like y'all, y'all really low key sleeping on Gobert's career now. You know, he just ain't got no 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 jewelry to make good on it. But y'all, they, they be sleeping on Gobert. But honestly, George, George, he's a Hall of Famer. You, you know, these guys, like I said, it's not football. It's not football. But when it's you look the at the MLB accolades, either I don't understand. It's so easy to get in the Hall of Fame. Rudy Rudy Gobert, the two time All Star. Uh, second team, all all NBA, and mind you, Rudy and uh, two time third team. If Rudy go, if the center position was not mandated on the all NBA team, how many all NBAs would Rudy Gobert have? Is he one of the the ten best players or the fifteen best players in the NBA in any year he's been there? Yeah, but you're taking three no, centers. No, no, He's no, top no, three no, out of There's only one center. I mean, they shouldn't require a center. It's positionless basketball. The All NBA team should be for the five best players in the league. Okay, and so then, tell. Okay, so do you are you amongst the belief because the 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 MVP race right now is Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. You telling me that both centers should make an NBA All NBA first team? Yes. If they are the five best players uh-huh. in that season, that's who should make it. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just seeing if you're a hypocrite or not, right. dog. I, I'm just no. seeing where you stand. I'm with you. And and and, and I have seen an, a ballot from multiple people who submitted them for the NBA playoffs. I'm sorry, for the NBA. Like I've talked to – well, I haven't seen, seen their ballots, but I talked to them about who they voted for. 
And we'll talk about that up next here on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reiser. He is Ryan Hollins. Man, see, I was going somewhere else with the NBA, but the truth is, the you know who's different this year? Who's different? Steph Curry is different. You had all these people, oh, Steph can't play without four stars. He can't play without Clay. He can't carry the team. He's he's overrated. Uh, he only proceeded to get the eight seed, 32 points per game, lead the league, six assists, eight rebounds a game. I'm sorry, six rebounds a game, shoot 48% from the field, 42% from three, taking like 83s a game and well well really like 12 threes a game and 92% from the free throw line haters shut up am am I right here am I right here no you're right listen i i had a challenge to steph curry this this uh this year and it, it didn't go so popular on uh you know in san francisco radio uh and, and it was that steph curry has to lead this team to the playoffs with nobody on it now obviously uh, I'm not talking about them winning or how deep they go, but if I'm going to tell you that Steph is an all-time great, potentially the greatest point guard ever, rivaling Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and and, and, and many other names, Johnny Stockton, he's got to be able to get his team to the playoffs, and he's done all that and more this year. But, you know, it, it's funny to me how some players like, you know, LeBron, Kevin Durant, they have these weighty expectations but a guy like a Steph Curry may not have the the, the same, I don't want to say the hater rate or the same questions, but, you know, the expectations got to be there. And George, as you brought out, he's over-exceeded expectations. I mean, he he's put on a show offensively that, you know, I, I think a lot of people, George, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they forgot how good he was. Yes, and the and, and, uh, thing is, have you ever seen anybody guarded the way that he was guarded? Like, they literally try to double-team him every single play because his team is so bad that, that if you took him off of it, they would be the Houston Rockets. So like, I played – No, go on. I was going to say, so, you know, I played against LeBron, and especially early in his career, you know, he was just such a monster in transition. We The whole team, the game plan was sprint back, take away dunks, you know, load up on them, play against Kevin Durant. You get physical with KD – and we want to blow up all screens and not give him, you know, any daylight. And with Kobe Bryant, you know, it was like, hey, man, stand in there, take your ground, don't jump in his shot fakes, don't don't foul him, you know, make him earn buckets if he gets hot. We'll switch defenders and we'll figure things out from there. But Steph Curry just rips your defensive game plans apart. And the only other player that I've ever seen this happen to was Jamal Crawford. And this was like a single-game situation. Tom Thibodeau just ran a double team at Jamal Crawford as soon as he crossed half court. And that that was an aberration. In my 10 years in the league, I've only seen it one time. And Steph Curry's getting that coverage, you know, frequently. And in, in, in fact, he got a box and one in the NBA Finals. I think people really underestimate that. He was box and one in the NBA Finals. That's the ultimate sign of respect. George, you box and one in high school. Yes, you, you do. Right? You may happen in college, but not really. And that happened in the NBA Finals. So, so, dude, George, like, he has to have respect put on his name. Yeah, so 
so the 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 fact of how, see you you mentioned LeBron as the most well conditioned athlete in sports, and I would argue that it could be Steph Curry because of how much he has to run around to get over. He's got to pass the ball to cut to get back open, <laughs> like just to be able to potentially get a shot off. He's got to run around, run around screens, all of this, and I'm like. And then to be able to shoot that well still, you have to be in incredible shape. No, you do. You do. And it's not just being a shooter. It's moving without the basketball. It's, it's constant motion. Because you know what's funny too, George, as you bring that up? You know, when we were scout Steph and we'd be watching film, it's amazing to me how many open shots he was getting. But it's like you said, it's a guy who literally – Never, ever, ever stops stops moving. And um, I, I don't know, maybe it's similar to a, a wide receiver that, you know, never shortcuts his routes, you know, always keeps moving. If the play breaks down, the dude's on the run. But, you know, you see guys work tirelessly play after play after play. And as you brought up, the conditioning comes into factor with shooting because you work so hard to get one second of daylight and are you going to make the, sh- make the shot or not? There's a degree of difficulty in what Steph Curry does. And if you had a chance to see that, that Memphis game earlier, that is just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and speaking of the, uh, of the Memphis game, there was a tweeter um, named a- Andrew Haywood who brought up a very, very good point, and it was uh, when we were talking about, and I wanted to save it to the end because I didn't want to give you any credit for being semi-right, um, <laughs> Ryan. He said, I just want to point out that without the play-in format, the Grizzlies and the Warriors game would have actually had more to play for. The loser now can still get in with the play-in and the, as opposed to being eliminated today with a loss. No, listen, it's truth. I, don't get me wrong, George. I'm excited for the playing games. I'm not telling you I'm not going to watch it. It was like the Nate Robinson-Jake Paul fight. I'm going to watch it, okay, as wild as it may have been. But I just think it it really is demonstrative, and it wasn't set out for a team like the Los Angeles Lakers or LeBron James to be in. But the reality of the matter, LeBron is in it, and that poses a major issue and, and problem for the league, ultimately, if he's too worn out to finish the job at hand. You know, George, you always want to play against the best. You want the best to be playing at their best, and that kind of takes a dent in some of the teams that get injured or just have life happening and things going on. Absolutely. You guys, this has been Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister. He is Ryan Hollins. And shout out Dan Beyer. And you guys, make sure you go back and listen to the podcast and also listen to what's up next. Um, We appreciate your time. We appreciate your energy because your time is the most valuable thing that you have. We appreciate you spending it with us. Yes, sir. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 